Hello, and welcome to Let's Have the Conversation. Today, we are talking with Jen Drinkard, and we are going to be discussing a few things, identity in America, shadow work, past life hypnosis, and all of the magic that she brings to the world. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hey, Desi. I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Here, doing whatever it is that I'm doing. <laughs> so talk to me, Jen. How do you identify your practice? I'm very interested in what it is that you do. Sure. Um, okay. So I do, mostly I do um, past life hypnosis through this specific method called quantum healing hypnosis technique. And um, that's like my main practice. It kind of combines lots of different things that I'm interested in. So um, I have a background in transpersonal and humanistic psychology. And um, transpersonal psychology is just like the psychology of spiritual experiences. And then humanistic means like the person as a whole. So like soul, body, mind, everything. And that's amazing. Um, yeah. And then I'm like a certified hypnotherapist. So past life regression um, it was kind of the path that I, I got led to um, because of like a lot of, <laughs> this is like a whole ass conversation. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point. It says let's have the conversation. So Jen, I want the whole ass conversation. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. right. Oh, okay. Uh, so going back a little bit when I, in 2011, my soulmate passed away and even going back farther than that, when I was, um, when I was really young, like 21, my dad passed away and, um, my dad and I used to talk a lot about near death experiences as he got closer to the end of his life. And it kind of always sat with me. And then when my soulmate passed, you know, I started reading about near death experiences and getting really interested in what happens after you die. And then I kind of um, chose grad school based on whether or not I could study that. And I found this weird ass school in Georgia, University of West Georgia, um, that does study that. And, you know, so I've like, I always had like this background, this interest in what happens after death. Um, awesome I never... Yeah, I never really wanted to believe that like that was just, you know, we just come and we're gone and that's it. I always felt like there was something more. Um, so, you know, I started reading a lot of books about past life and near-death experiences. And after I got my MA in psych and my certification as a hypnotist, and it was almost like through, through picking up different books on past life regression and near-death experiences, I kind of found my way to this particular method. Um, by this author, Dolores Cannon, who has done like thousands and thousands of these and like developed this method. So basically you come in and we talk for a couple hours. So it's almost like a mini therapy session and not really a mini, like a max therapy session. And um, although I'm not a therapist, um, so I wanna make that clear, but you know, it's a being with, which we can all do. Um, and then, you know, there's a past life regression part where we're visiting your past lives. And then there's a part um, where we're talking to your subconscious. So you come in with like questions that you'd like answered about your life. And I really think that's the most beautiful part, at least the most exciting part for me to experience as a practitioner. I can imagine like yeah. going in somewhere, like 
Because I also believe that, right? Like, I just can't, just because energy, right? Like, energy doesn't die. It transmutes, it becomes something else, it vibrates elsewhere. So, like, I just, we are just, like, energy. So, the idea of being able to reach back into other energetic forms and gain some answers and, like, in a very clear and tangible way is absolutely divine to me. Like, wow. Wow. It does. Yeah. It- it absolutely feels divine. And I think, I think coming at it too, from like the psych perspective of like wanting more than anything for people to have this knowledge. And I think this is like the goal of, of therapy in general, at least as far as I understanding, understand it is for people to understand that they have what they need inside of them to heal. Right. And that's the magic of like doing any kind of hypnosis is that answer that takes years and therapy sometimes can take hours and under hypnosis. And that's really what like we're coming to in this quantum field is, you know, when you're asking your own higher self, these questions that you've always wanted to know about your life. And then you're responding, those answers are coming from you. There's no separate, there's no separate you from the universe. So, or from your higher self, I mean, there's no even timeline, you know, everything exists at your fingertips for you to have all the time. It's just like our brain, our fears get in the way. I fully believe that and support that even in my own practice. I'm like, you're the magic. I'm just going to add you to what you need to do, but it's in you. There's no, it's not me. I'm just a guide here. Like, Hey, let me help you get to where you need to get to. But like, I'm about empowering people as well. Like this is you, you have that. So I love that your practice does that. Like, and in such a deep way, like past lives, like higher self-consciousness, really connecting with the, the inner knowing. Cause that's what I tell people. I'm like, there's an inner knowing that we just forgot. Yes. And like you bring that out to people and that's mind blowing. Thank um, you. Thank you. It's beautiful to watch. I'm, I'm just happy to like be able to open that door. Um, and yes, it is the inner knowing and it is the, you know, it's the part of you. I think, I think when you start getting into spiritual work, there's this, you know, there's this, this thing that, that really, I think needs to happen so that it doesn't become like a spiritual bypass kind of situation, which is that you have to get comfortable with, you have to get comfortable and you have to start to hear the part of yourself that is wise, that is still, it's like, that is at the center that it knows what's best for you. It's like, and that part is not immature. That part is like timeless. And um, I like to call her like the wise wild woman, uh, which I've totally stolen from women who run through the wolves, uh, but run with the wolves, but yeah, like the wise wild self, which isn't immature. doesn't act out. It doesn't, you know, do all this crazy shit. It's just, it's there and it has the knowledge that you need and learning to tap tap into that I think um is really important for spiritual work so that you're not just like running around you know like doing acid all the time or whatever right like, yeah no, I think totally... spirituality is about you know yeah so tap into that inner knowing yeah. wisdom is beautiful right it's like knowledge and action applied like look this is how this happens and you learn from it and now through all these lives this wisdom exists within you it does yes Yes. Um, and yeah, we totally get into that. And then we also do um, like, basically it's like Reiki, you're doing Reiki on yourself. I mean, basically it's energy body work um, while you're in that deep, deep state healing, 
you know, what needs to be healed is kind of based on the idea that, you know, the body, of course, experiences physical trauma, but also like that a lot of even physical trauma is emotionally rooted. And so releasing a lot of that emotional um, trauma while you're in a state of hypnosis and you already believe that you're capable of doing these things. So um, kind of leaning into that, um, you know, what I guess researchers would call like placebo effects, but I, you know, I like to just call like it, you know, power to heal you're, you're, you are the God yes. of your own cells, you know, you're the God of your body. Yes. Not saying it's easy and it will listen, <laughs> No. but um, yeah. <laughs> so like that. yeah, that's kind of the process of, of the method that I do the most, but I also do like yoga for trauma, um, which is very gentle and learning to be in your body again. One thing, um, and I've really struggled with like my whole life is body dissociation, especially when I'm eating, which has led mm -hmm. to like, you know, binge eating disorders and things like that. So like learning to be in the body again and not dissociate from it. Um, That's a beautiful thing because yeah. so many people like, and I believe it's a firm byproduct of capitalism. We just have mm -hmm. to ignore our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. When you're tired, you have to go to work anyway. Mm -hmm. When you're sick, you have to go to work anyway. So mm -hmm. it's like daily, we are constantly denying what our bodies are telling us, you know? All the time. Told, I don't want to go outside. Nope, mm -hmm. bundle up, get your butt there, do what you have to do. And so like day after day after day, week, month, year you are completely dissociated from your body because yeah. your body doesn't even have a voice it's somewhere in the back now because you've mm -hmm. had to push it just in order to survive so that's a beautiful gift you're giving people there thank you yeah it's something i've been working on for a long time with myself too like just listening to the body and it has a very loud voice when you start to listen very it knows what so. it wants it's it wise it knows what it wants to eat. It knows what it wants to wear. Like if I try to put it in the wrong clothes, it's like, oh, I'm uncomfortable, you know? Like, it's yes. like, oh, wait I don't want to wear these pants. They're digging into me. What exactly. are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know? So it's yeah. crazy. Why am I wearing this bra? These things are supposed to hang. It's normal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I haven't worn a bra in over a decade. I'm like, absolutely. Hell not. Yes. So yeah. So you're listening. You're listening, you know? Yeah. But sometimes I don't. So like, I definitely yeah. probably be booking a session after this conversation <laughs> because I firmly believe that a lot of our sicknesses and pains, et cetera, are like, if you won't listen when you're well, your body will shut you down and force yeah. you to just stop and just have to listen right through illnesses like you said some disordered eating or like in my case what's going on with my body and stenosis mm -hmm. and that stuff like your body will say didn't i tell you no okay watch this and yeah. shut you down so yeah. and it's really an important thing to be listening to your body at all times yes because your body has a lot of control you know it so has that. a lot of control it's our it's our vessel um, it can, it can shut you down. Like you said, it can make you sick. It can, you know, it can, when you pass up your can'ts and you cross your own boundaries, it'll, it'll, it'll stop you in your tracks for sure. So, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those, those things. And, um, then that's mostly all I really like to do. I do, I do hypnotherapy too, but I don't, I, I'm kind of at the point now where it's like, 
I'd rather, I'm so ethical and I, I want people to have a therapist and I don't want people just to come in for one session. I don't know what's happening when they're doing trauma regression. So really, I just want to stick to the past life regression and the yoga like trauma. But yeah. That sounds good. And it's a healthy yeah. balance because like you said, you don't know if they're doing other care elsewhere and that's an important, and I love that you are guided by some type of moray and ethical, like, no, maybe not. Like maybe no. not. No. Yeah, maybe maybe I, I I I have to make sure I'm doing no harm in the world. Yeah, I love no. that. So, yeah, I'm also um, interested in wondering where did your practices come from? Like, are they anything like indigenous to you to your identity? Because I mean, our listeners can't see you, but you are definitely white passing. But I remember when I first saw you. You know, I come from New York City. So I've seen a lot of different people and I didn't assume you were white. <laughs> like, I just, I was like, she's something, <laughs> but I don't like to ask because people get like really wildly, like that's so inappropriate, but I'm an inappropriate person. Um, so I'm, inter- yeah. I'm interested if any of your practice comes from any of your ethnicities or something like you know, it's funny, Desi, because when I was mentioning what I did, I totally forgot that I, yeah, I have a whole shamanic practice too. Um, <laughs> right. so yeah. Yeah. So I do do shamanic drumming uh, journeys. Um, and actually it's funny. I didn't mention it. Um, maybe I knew you were going to bring it up, but um, there's some, there's some of my, my favorite things to do. Um, journeying is another like doorway into, um, into the beyond. And I was introduced to it by my therapist who also is definitely white or white passing, I guess. I'm not really sure what he is, but um, he was trained in this very specific tradition called uh, Pachacuti tradition, which I'm also in an apprenticeship with, with another white man and uh, four other white women. Um, And, you know, it's, you know, the person who brought it to the States, you know, he's Peruvian and, you know, he's directly trained, you know, my guy and my therapist and everything. But, but yeah, I do, I do have a lot of, um, I do find it hard to introduce that, especially like in a cancel culture, um, Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of realm. Like I've, I've brought, I've tried to reach out, like, for example, on Dream Warriors before and, you know, the first question comes up like, well, you know, aren't you white? You know, like, why are you practicing shamanism? And I've tried to, to explain that while also holding it. And yes, I, I, first I want to say like, I totally get why that question is coming up and there's so much appropriation and just so much like mindless consumption and so much, um, like taking advantage of that occurs that I 100% understand that question and I, I want to hold it. I also, um, there's also like another piece to it though. There's an and, you know, which is that like, you know, some kind, some practices, I think for some people like call them, you know, it's not like you choose it, it chooses you. And, you know, this type of shamanism came to me like in my deepest darkest moments after my husband died and and was like the guiding light for me to receive out of that and um 
it's just been such a an incredible like healing space for me to be in that I I felt called to like learn more about it and practice more about it and um all that being said I my ancestry is like from Central America I have you know a grandfather that immigrated from Central America from Honduras you know um his last name was Ramirez and you know he spoke spoke fluid fluent Spanish now was his family colonizers probably you know I do believe that they came from Spain and they came to the Bay Islands and then they went to Honduras you know and then at, you know at that point you know they started like I know someone married the local school teacher and then you know whatever you know that kind of thing happened um but there's a there's a culture that exists as well beyond an ethnicity you know you and I were talking about culture you're saying about New Orleans culture reminds you of New York culture right yeah I loved it when I was there it's great yeah yeah <clears throat> and I think that culture does exist um on a spectrum, like mm -hmm. many things, right? Like nothing is just easy to put into a box. And then considering that your main shtick is like past lives and dealing with those energies. Um, I, while I agree, I want to also say, yes, I fully agree that appropriation happens in a wild way in America because, you know, America doesn't have any culture except colonization. So yeah. it's constantly seeking something but I think also as we're waking up to like that fifth dimension, that ascension, I think a lot of our roots, right? Like those like Honduran roots, those Peruvian or Central America, those things don't just go away. Like DNA, we've proven scientifically, like our DNA remembers certain things and traumas, you know, like things are passed down, like let alone not only just in culture, like speaking, but just genetic coding. And then when you're talking about energy and past lives, maybe there was a life that's reaching back, you know, to that space of shamanic drumming to help you heal in this one, right? It's like leaning into that wisdom. And then when you approach it the way you do, right? Like there's that fine line of appropriation and appreciation and saying, mm -hmm. yes, I'm aware that the way that I look may have someone's hairs up. Mm -hmm. However, I am practicing it ethically from someone of the culture who is offering this teaching. It's completely different than like, you know, going to a weekend retreat in Atlanta with like white American <laughs> women teaching you shamanic drumming. Because then I would say, nah, that's, that's, you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. And throw in, throw in some beer yoga and some goat yoga on top of that. You know, right. you know <laughs> all the beads for freaking decoration <laughs> irks my soul like you know so i get it i get it but i do think that there is nuance to many conversations and that's pretty much like the point of me having these like let's have the conversation right like it's, yeah let's discuss the nuance within all of that and then for it to come to you during such a deep dark time like you said when your husband passed and this person is your guiding light your soulmate like yeah, it's very, very possible that your lineage reached back and was like, hey, you need to remember this 
because it's been stripped from you because that's what colonization does, right? It strips us all of personal identities and connections to who we once were. So we could become these drones of capitalism where we're disconnected from our body, disconnected Mm -hmm. from our past, disconnected from our culture, and all we do is what capitalism needs us to do. So I'm I'm firmly standing on that. Like that's I'm a double down on. I believe that if it's done appropriately and if it's within your lineage, I think that it's very much open to people no matter how they look because we've all been affected some way by colonization. Yeah, so you said a couple things that I really like definitely want to expand on so like um yeah, so first of all, I guess like I've had I I've also had like journeys where I've I've gone into like you know if we go back into spiritual the spiritual conversation and you know and I'm doing this past life work and I'm having these spiritual experiences like time is getting less and less linear right and like we're oh yeah it's, time it's is happening getting, at the same time yes it's time. happening at the same time and I've had these journeys where I've been initiated into like I was like pulled up into this fire like surrounded by like my people you know like these these were my family and we were oh. I was being like initiated into like this I don't want to say cult it's not a cult but like this group of like people who worked with Sachimama who's the Peruvian uh snake goddess you know and like they were putting on this headdress on me and like hit me in the head and like I turned into her and like I tried to consume the stars and then I came back and there was the drum and the fire and during during the pandemic I had this incredible like experience which Leah was having at the same time we were both feeling squeezed and like like we were going through this weird birthing and then when I came out the other of it the other end of it it was a vision of this fire at the center of the universe and these drums again and all of these these medicine workers and energy workers Mm -hmm. who are all working together to raise the vibration of the earth so it's like I have all these like multi-dimensional experiences occurring around it as well like not even if it wasn't in my lineage it's a calling you know and it's like I think denying your spiritual experience and like your callings is so detrimental to the self and yes that's like the first thing I want to say about it is like there has to be room for people to follow what they're called to to do you know um and also the second thing I wanted to say on what you said was about like yes so (laughs) what you said about capitalism and like losing our lineage and like a hundred percent like when my grandfather came here like his his wife was Irish and German and she she forced him to change his last name from like Ramirez to Ramsey because she was afraid of being ostracized like in this small Louisiana town and you know my mom and her sisters they don't all they do is make sangria now you know it's like which is a great thing to remember but like what else you know like it's a loss of culture that's literally what america does it strips you of your culture like you said you know like uh being an irish descendant myself they do like assimilation was necessary in america for for survival and it's how so many you know ethnic groups wound up being white people right because like race is a construct like but when you strip people of you know their names their language, their food, their practices, and you force this space 
this is what you wind up with. And you wind up with generations just lost. 100%. And trying to find some way back, which is why I think there is such a major uptick in spiritual work, right? Because mm. even like my background is like, I grew up Roman Catholic. And so like, I always kind of go back to like biblical references. And like, I always think about it, it's like, you know, but you're a spiritual being like having a human experience. Yeah. And it's like, they tell you that in church over and over again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's actually correct. <laughs> like, you're right. This is my human experience but yes. I am a spiritual being. Therefore, yes. I must connect spiritually with myself, right? Like, and my lineage and pull back and draw from those experiences because my spirit never dies. It just yeah. regenerates and becomes something different. A hundred percent. And that's something I've seen in all the past life work I've done is like, we are not the same sex the same gender the same race we're not the same ethnicity like we've lived some of us aren't even human you know what i mean like right uh you know people coming in into my office who are remembering past lives as, as aliens you know and it's like at yes. that point you know none of this matters like it this is just this time and it's short and it's mm -hmm. over and then it's so going to be something else you know yes honor your experience yes be respectful of course and like be the best fucking person that you can be in this, in this life. And, but, but yeah, we're, we're multi-dimensional beings living all of our life experience at this exact time. And you're everything, you know, it's like, you're so, you're so much more than this. Absolutely. Um, I love yeah. that saying, actually, like, that's one of my favorite, you know, like, this is everything or you're everything. I'm like, do you everything how powerful you are everything like you are that rock that tree those stars yes. that moon you are that water that ocean those clouds you are everything yeah at the same damn time yeah. and i think that that's like you know like i remember i actually screenshotted um my facebook stuff i really enjoyed doing that it was like from 11 years ago and today on this day. So it's wild that I'm actually, we rescheduled <laughs> this from two weeks ago. So I love that this came up is I literally screenshot it. And I was like, in a parallel universe, I exist completely different. Welcome to the flux. And this was 11 years ago. Hell and yeah. Look at you. We're like, this chick is a fucking weirdo. Fair <laughs> enough, you know? Um, but like, I knew that. And like, Honestly, like when I was stressing and struggling and trying to become whatever I was thinking, like, I'm like, this, 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 this doesn't exist. This, this timeline, I don't like it. I want to get mm -hmm. to the parallel space where I'm not existing like that. And I did like, and now I'm like living in that timeline, you know, like I'm no longer there suffering and struggling in those kind of ways. I clawed my way to that timeline because that was <laughs> a fucking awesome time in my life. And, um, and I got here and I love it, but that's how I definitely, for me, the proof was in the pudding of multi-dimensional spaces. Cause that's honestly how I saw it. I didn't see like, if I didn't see it through like my old bootstrapping eyes, right? Like if I just work hard enough, I was like, no, there is another space where I exist completely different, completely mm -hmm. different from that. And mm -hmm. I just need to get there. And then when I got there, it's like, I still remember being in that other timeline though, right? Mm -hmm. Like that 
doesn't leave you. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's part of my driving force because it's still happening. And now yeah. these spiritual people who have been saying these things for like ever, right? Like everybody that like would write them off, the tin foil hats, aluminum foil on the windows. Now here comes scientists, right? Like talk about appropriation. Oh, <laughs> quantum healing works. It's like, right. huh, really, does it? Oh, <laughs> we've proven that, you know, you could dream travel. Oh, can you? <laughs> like, I know, right? It takes science so long, it's ridiculous. That's why I don't even, I don't even, I mean, I love science, but like, I'm not trying to pay attention to it that much because they're so far behind. They're so, so far, far behind. And I really <laughs> just think that the, that gap, you know how I love to think of myself as like that bridging that gap. Like, yeah, that's what I try to do in my own practice is like bridge that esoteric mm -hmm. with like the science. Like, Hell yeah. this is why this works because of that and make it make sense because- 100%. It's all happening. Like literally time is happening at the same time. And they're starting to prove that now. And I'm just sitting there like, I feel like for 20 years, at least we've been saying that, but okay, go off. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. I think, I think it's hilarious that one of the newest, like, I don't know if it's the newest cause I'm not that hip, but one of the big trends on TikTok is like, um, dimension jumping or dimension shifting like they have all these 13 yes. and 14 year old girls on there you know just talking about how you can just create your own dimension and shift there yeah because that's how it works <laughs> yeah because that's really literally like i didn't i just say like oh no this, yeah. this timeline is not working exactly. <laughs> we gotta get to the other one exactly. and that's what i try to do and like so i find that to be very interesting and i love that you bring all of you you know, like you said, everything, all of you, you bring the pain, you bring the grief, you bring the love, you bring the joy, you bring the science all to these spaces. And in a very matter of fact sort of way, right? You know, like I went through your website, obviously, because you're supposed to do that when you're a good podcast interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Um, and I was like, this just makes so much sense. Like you make all of the woo-woo magic sound very sound, if that makes sense, right? That's, so like where somebody may be a skeptic, they would jump into that and be like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a try, which kind of like also leads me into my next question is like, what is the common myth about what you do? All of the things, cause you do all of the things. Mm -hmm. A myth about what I do. Hmm. Um, I think, I don't know if it's a myth, but I think that the thing that people, I see the most uh, in my clients who sh struggle um, is that they're, it's so funny, Desi, because I'll have clients who come in and they, you know, they they want to do this and we, and we do it and they have a whole entire experience and then they come out of it and they're like, oh, well, I guess nothing happened. Wow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we just visited this past life and this past life and this and this. And they're like, but how do I know that I wasn't making that up? And that's. Where would that's you make not, it up from? Like, where would you, where's well, the resources my thing is, to make that up? That's a subconscious. Right. And what is the subconscious? Like. hundred percent. And my thing is, who cares? Like, did you have an experience? 
yes or no. Yes, okay, I had an experience. You're not gonna know the difference between like you, that experience while you're under hypnosis and like, am I making this up? Unless you believe, like the only the only difference is belief, right? Right, that's, that's with everything. Yes, it's only, you everything. only believe you're sitting there because you believe it. Yes, it is with everything. But you know, it's like, I don't know what they expect to happen um that would like a hundred percent like like they just had the experience they were coming for so I don't really know what it is like they need a hundred percent like to happen like I think people expect maybe that when they're under hypnosis that they'll like actually a hundred percent like leave their bodies and go into like this you know I don't know like they'll astral project into like a different realm or something it's not quite how it works you know it's like it's a letting yourself go. And then what comes up for you is what you're experiencing and you go with it and you get out of the way and you just let it occur and happen. It's the same thing when you're journeying or you're doing meditation or anything like that. Um, so really the key, the key point of it is like, you know, like, are you allowing yourself or are you getting out of your own way? And for a lot That's of people really I think, yeah, a lot of people have a really hard time getting out of their own way. And it's, it's really, it's, you know, it's, it's sad. It's, it's sad for me as a practitioner to see someone have an incredible experience. And then, you know, their, their analytical mind jumps in and says, you know, well, you know, that wasn't quite what I expected or, you know, and, and then that, that's it for them. Um, I'm lucky that doesn't happen very often because most people who do come to see me already have um, come to some kind of resolution around that and, and do have, you know, these incredible life-changing experiences. I had a client uh, send me a message today um, uh, actually telling me about she had an ex- a past life regression as a woman who had Alzheimer's and was surrounded by her family and she couldn't she knew that her family was there but she couldn't like remember who they were and um, and this past weekend she was with her husband's grandmother who had Alzheimer's and she was able to be with her in a different way and and be there for her and as she was wow. like taking her dying breaths and like holding her hand and the woman was like are you you know who are you like why are you so beautiful you know you have so much you know you're just like here like this angel and that for her was like she was like it's still giving me gifts you know like the integration is still happening I didn't know why that past life but it was so I could be with this with her now you know and it's like so beautiful it's so beautiful and you know our our higher self really knows what it is that we need if we get out of the way I mean, that's really what it all comes down to. Like that's, and I think that's the hardest part about getting clients or any healing practice, right? Like that's traditional therapy even is like, you know, you have to get out of your own way or you have to at least want to like, period. I can't, you know, I myself tell people that I'm like, you can't, I can't work with you unless you're ready to get out of your own way. I'm not a therapist. I don't even. I like at one point in time in my life wanted to be a therapist, but then when I realized like people are in therapy for like years and years, I don't even have the capacity <laughs> to hold a client like that. Right? Yeah. Like if I do one-on-ones, I'm like, you get eight weeks. Okay. Right. And that's it. <laughs> There's eight weeks one-on-one with me. It's intense. There's going to be some things that you need to do and you have to do them. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like more of like the here and now, like a gestalt style therapist here mm-hmm. right now. I yeah. can't, you could can talk to your other person. <laughs> like you could talk to your therapist about that. Like I am your guidance counselor for the here and the now. And let's work on that here. And I think that that is very difficult for people because 
they want to kind of like find a reason to not believe. Yes. Yes. I think we, I think we're scared to let go of control. And I am too. We all are. We're scared to let go of control. And it's such, it feels like such an unnatural thing, which I think is a hilarious part of the human experience when everything outside of us is in a constant state of change, but we're so terrified of change and we're so terrified of, of, of losing control that it's, you know, it's really, really hard for us to let go into these, these kinds of experiences that we need to have, um, that are important. And, it's it's sad but you know we are we're all at different parts of our journey with that and um you know I just really like say bravo to anyone that's even doing that work because it's really hard work of letting go of the control oh it is it's definitely something that is it's not easy to get out of your own way it's not it's super duper not it's one of the hardest things that you'll ever do is to begin right where you are you know yes um that leads me to ask you like what advice would you give people in regards to that like how to get out of their own way how to have these you know spiritual experiences within their human bodies um I would say first, you have to remember what you're, what, what it is that you truly want. And for most people, what they want is not more control. It's to let go more. Yes, That's what people truly, truly want. You know, they want to learn how to, that's what I found at least people who come to me, they want, they want to learn how to have these experiences and they want to learn how to trust themselves and how to let go and have more joy and just to, you know, be less in the mind. And, um, and I mean, there's, there's not much I can say to that except you have to practice it you know like you know if you if you have a spiritual experience um try on for size what it's like to trust that you had it you know what it's like to let yourself have the experience in the first place what it's like to just you know tell your analytical mind like I'll come back to you a little bit later like I'm going to do this right now and and um just allow, just like allow yourself to do something different because, you know, you are capable of it. Mm-hmm. Everyone is. Um, everyone's capable of having peak mystical experiences. Everyone's capable of healing um, themselves in multiple ways, you know, and it's just all I can say for get out of your way is just to like do it a minute at a time and, and try it on, try it on for size and, um, and see how it goes. I like know? that. Do yeah. it at a time. Super yeah. simple, nothing really big, just like each minute. Like I try to say, like, make your next move your best move. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's all you could do, right? Like we can't keep going backwards and like, oh, but I didn't do this right. No, and that's okay. Like forgive yourself for not knowing yeah. and move forward. So I like that. One of the best things I ever heard from a, a monk on meditation um, was, you know, it's not how long you meditate, it's the quality. Even if it's yeah. five seconds, 10 seconds, like it's the quality, that's it. You've done more than someone who sits there for 30 minutes and struggles. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can allow yourself for those five, 10 seconds, 30 seconds a minute, it's a practice. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say that meditation is a top strategy for that? Like. I think that so, I keep hearing allow, right? Yeah. And, and I believe that because even me myself, like that is what it, what I needed to do. And even now in my current situation where like I am unable to like 
walk about or do anything. And now I'm just like, honestly, allowing myself to be cared for in many ways. You know, people are pouring into me spiritually with their words. They are supporting me financially. You know, my husband is here supporting with the kids fully 100%. Like, but that allowance is not easy. Do you have like a top strategy that you would suggest for how does one begin to allow? I would say, let your life fall apart. Yes. <laughs> say that again. That was like, you're about to preach. Hold on, preach faster. <laughs> say that. One in for me, please. Let your life fall apart. Let yourself fall on your face and see that you don't die. And see that you still exist. And then see what's there. Uh, you know, because at that point, when you've when you've fallen and you know when you've let go of that control then see what's in the surrender see what happens I then let it all fall apart honestly that's that where the most shifts in my life like you know what yes. it is falling apart and that's okay like that's me okay. just getting like it's it's meant to right there's nothing constant but change like it has to fall apart it, it has, has to, to fall apart and, and it I will love that yeah. See, I That's love, what... I have the joy of destruction. You know, it could be my Aries energy. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I take great joy in destruction. Like, I'm one of those, like, like, set it on fire, watch it go, and now what can become, you know? Like, I know, like, in a couple past lives, I was like, I, I know at least once I was, like, the person that would, like, blow up a building. I know. <laughs> like, you know, like, at the construction sites, like, the guy yeah. that has to level the building, I know I was that guy <laughs> like, somewhere in my life because I'm, like, here for the destruction because it's the beauty of rebuilding. Like resetting yeah. that foundation, you know, is something, and it was something that I wish I would have known younger. Cause I think when you don't have that wisdom, when you haven't been taught how to tap into your inner wisdom, you're so busy trying to keep things together that need to fall apart. So many things and need to fall apart. <laughs> so yeah. many things need to be dismantled and like just recreated totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I wish I would have known that like younger, it took a long time for me to recognize that. So like with that, on that note, what would you, what advice would you give to like your 18 year old self? Like looking back. Ooh, 18 year old self. Um, <laughs> a deep breath. Oh Lord. She was a mess. Um, you know, I would just tell her, you know, that, you know, not to be so ashamed. She was, I carried, I carried so much shame in my life for so long and I still do. And it's still something I struggle with a lot. You know, um, I had a lot of shame around just the way I would act and like, um, you know, I was, I grew up pretty poor. So I had shame around poverty. I had shame around not really having a dad. Um, and then, you know, as I got into my 18 year old self, I had shame around my sexuality and, you know, it's just like a lot, it was a lot of shame. And I would tell her, you know, don't spend so much time being ashamed of who you are. Like there's, you don't have to hide it. You know, you don't have to 
you don't have to conform to what other people want of you. Just, just, it's okay to be yourself, you know? And there's going to be people who love it. And there's going to be people who don't like it, but you know what? That's just life. <laughs> like just, you don't have to carry all this shame. I think that's what I would tell her. Cause I spent a lot of years there just carrying, carrying around so much shame for being who I was. And it's so stupid. Cause I was, I was so cool. <laughs> right like when you look back like um right yeah like yeah like I was cool as hell what was I thinking I was cool people liked like what why was I always so worried I wasn't worried about people liking me like in the traditional sense but it was more like um judging me kind of thing for like being too wild I guess so um which I really wasn't even that wild so you know just a little less shame on that front I like that I think that shame is a huge you oh god yeah albatross for people around so many things and like and it's these false narratives and it's these boxes we want to keep people in and yeah releasing shame is like a huge freedom like what no because yes. i'm everything right yes. it goes right back to that i'm everything no matter what that everything is even if i'm everything falling apart you know um that was like my big thing i was like you know you gotta love the unlovely <laughs> that's it like you gotta take this whole package like i'm gonna fall apart a few more times in life as well i do not have it all together right now this all has to fall apart and get put back together in a different way Yes. And not only that, but like the universe needs the wild, the wild ones. Oh yeah. No, the universe needs the catalysts and the outspoken and the the women, you know, who dance in the rain, like we're important. So important. Vital. 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 We are vital. Honestly, like I really fully believe that that's like a, and, and no, not more than another, just no also just just yeah. also right like go backing back to the biblical references it's like you know it's like no part of the body right like if we're talking about the human experience and we're all like bodies like no part of the body is not worthy i remember mm-hmm. when i did like a deep meditation when i was working on releasing shame and i just like stood in front of a mirror naked and I was like, you're going to love everything that you see. And you're going to start from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, thanking yourself. And I wound up falling asleep doing it. Like, that's how deep that meditation went. And I started, like, with, like, the strands of my hair. And I thanked my pinky toe for creating balance. Because that little pinky toe is what keeps mm-hmm. you balanced. Like, yeah. If you didn't have that, you would not be balanced, right? I did not know that. I would fall over. You would totally just fall over. (laughs) Like, it's a balancing agent on your body. I'm sure if you lose a pinky toe, like, your body will reconform and figure it all out. But its purpose and its intent is to keep you balanced. And, like, how often do we thank our pinky toe? And that's, like, it's no less important than my arm. Yes. Right. You know, like all of these things and you see so many people and so many incarnations of themselves and every single one of them are needed for the grand design. I agree. I agree. All, all of them, every single one. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for people. (laughs) (laughs) They're just killing us all. Capitalism is killing us all. If you fully subscribe to capitalism, like maybe slow down a little bit because you're killing (laughs) yourself too. 
Um, yeah, we have too many of them. It's a little unbalanced, you're right. Just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little yeah. bit. So we kind of need it, you know, maybe, maybe put a pinky toe on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I am enjoying talking with you so much. I really, really like all of these gems that you have. And um, I wanted to ask, like, what are the best resources that you found that guided you in your life? That may guide another, you know? The best resources, you mean like books or people or? Books, people, wh whatever resources that you think along your way were pivotal or really important. Like like how, like with your shamanic drumming, like sure. that was a resource to like, make shift happen in your life in a mm. major way. You know, mm -hmm. I was just watching the Tina Turner documentary last week in her own words, which was fine, which was beautiful, right? Because everybody's told her story except her. Oh, wow. And she's finally decided to do her own, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I want this to be done now, right? Mm. And that's what she did. And that's powerful as hell. She just allowed her story to be told. However, people told and she's finally doing it now. And like for her, she, Buddhism was her thing, you know, chanting Namioho Rengekyo was a pivotal change in her life. So that to me would be like a resource that shifted your life? What would you yeah. say? So I'd say there would be a few things. One definitely would be the shamanism, um, just as it being like the very first kind of time that I ever journeyed to anywhere else except, except besides this realm. So that for sure. Um, also uh, the book, Women Who Run With Wolves, um, kind of become life -changing. like- Life-changing. Life-changing, like, like, I mean, it's just, it got me thinking about um, ancestry and, and, you know, myth stories and what it means to be um, in this incarnation, to be in this, this body that I'm in. And, and this, this, you know, I don't know, just the gifts that there are and looking at things in a more spiritual way. And also like just psychology in general and shadow work has been a huge resource for me. Um, not taking things at face value, trying to understand um, why we do things the way that we do and why I do things the way that I do and like constantly like peeling back layer after layer after layer. That's really defined my life. I am not, I'm never satisfied with, um, I never trust, I'll say, I'll never trust that who I am right this second is like a hundred percent resolved, right? It's right. This, there's some underlying thing that's happening. Absolutely. You know, I, I like to uncover that. That's, that's, that's really been like, I guess something really special in my life that I've always followed is like this unfolding, this uncovering and believing that that work is never done. Um, and yeah, I guess the last thing I'll say is like my mom, which might sound strange, but like, um, nice. yeah, my mom, um, just has been like the biggest support for me in my life. And she just a hundred percent knows who I am. And, um, and no matter what, I, I know I can call her and she'll understand and she'll never make me feel like, um, you know, she'll always be straight with me, but she, she doesn't see me as a nefarious person, which at times in my life, when I've wondered if other people do, she never does. So 
I think those kind of those are particular guiding stars um, have really shaped who I've become. I like that. Yeah. And for our last question, because this has been so amazing, <laughs> if you could step into my shoes, what question would you have asked yourself? <laughs> oh, Lauren, Desi, when you wrote that to me, I was like, how could I possibly <laughs> even? I mean, like, I think dare? it's a great question. I can't think of all the things. What would you ask yourself? What question haven't you asked yourself that you should be asking yourself? Um. I guess like, am I, hmm. It would be something around trust. Uh, am I trusting, am I trusting my life enough? Am I trusting, um, am I trusting that, you know, what I want is coming? Am I trusting that, um, you know, am I trusting my body? Am I trusting that where I am right now is where I'm supposed to be, I guess. But I'm sure you've already asked yourself that. But, um, you know, I think we can always like lean into that a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's a great yeah. Question. Yeah. Because yeah. it goes right back full circle to the disconnect that we have with our body. Are you trusting your journey? Are you trusting your experiences, your mm -hmm. lived truths, you know, like, they're yours and those experiences are here for your future self, right? Mm -hmm. Because like we lean on that in the future, right? Like how, when I asked, what would you tell your 18 year old self? This is, that's that, like trusting that experience, trusting that this is gonna be something that I'm going through. And okay, that's okay. Because future me is gonna know better or this is here for this moment. So I, I like that. Yeah, I'm yeah and very, myself enough. And very specific to you, Desi, I think about, you know, your Tombsboro initiative and remember. how and how like reliant it was on community and how it didn't happen. And then now how you're going through something where it's like community has to step up. There's not a right. choice. Um, so I think there's some piece about community for you that spiritually is coming through in a huge way right now and needed to come through in a huge way. So I trust that everything that's happening for you now is for that. I trust that too. And I yeah. actually am still pushing forward with that. I'm not verbal. Uh, they have a new realtor and they've lowered the price to 1.5 million. And I've spoken to a few people about it. So I'm hoping and, and trusting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe this journey where I'm at is for that, you know, like people seeing my story and then being like, oh, wow. You know, like, Hey, we could kind of jump in on this and we could have this safe space, like where we're really dismantling all of the things. Cause that's the intent for the Toonsboro community is like, let's dismantle it all. Let's like show people what a true intentional community is. Like you could be anywhere, but you're here and you're choosing that and you're making a living and you're, you know, doing things, but you're choosing to be in this community you know, caring for each other in a very deep way. And I am still very much holding the vision for that. I just spoke with someone like a week and a half ago. So, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like if it's not gone yet, there's a reason. Yeah, you're such a visionary, Desi. And, you know, we did that past life uh, tarot reading you and I once. And, that was so good. You know, you were an oracle in, in that life as well. And it's like, you know, I think 
you you do keep coming in like linear linearly i think slightly ahead of the time so that you can guide the rest of us so I'm thank hoping. you for thank you for doing that i know it can be isolating and hard to be in that position so just thank you for showing up in that way it's beautiful thank you for seeing me in that way because that's really important like, and that's a beautiful thing because I wasn't always seen as such, though somewhere inside my inner knowing, you know, like we were talking about, knew that like, that's probably what I am, you know, like, listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you that this is going to and everything that I have said, like, has like, honestly comes mm -hmm. to pass and not in a fortune telling sort of way, just like, in a like, I've been here and done this before. I'm telling you that that's not going to work the way you think it's going to work. And a lot of that showed up in my youth as, you know, rebellion and loud mouthness and aggressive. And like, I'm cool with that. Like that works for me, but you seeing me in my purpose yeah, really means a lot. Like, cause it really feels like my purpose. It's really yeah. what I'm most passionate about is like, honestly creating a worldwide shift and I'm going to start right in a small space, right? Like, cause when you strike something, the vibration starts in, right here, like right at that center. If you strike it, right. You don't, and then it reverberates out. So it's like, I don't need to try to bring everybody in. I just need a few people strike mm -hmm. a couple and it will vibrate out and shift things. So. Well, you're definitely making huge waves already, even if, <laughs> I see it as more than a couple. So. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Of well, course. Jen, I'm going to bring our conversation to a close. This was beautiful. Thank you yeah. for sharing your journey, your wisdom, your practice. Thank you for putting that out in the world. Thank you for being who you are and so open with it. And where would people be able to connect with you? Because that's important. I want them to know. Okay, sure. So my website is uh, humanrabbit.com. And then my Instagram is human.rabbit. And then you can also email me at Jen, J-E-N, Drinkard, D-R-I-N-K-A-R-D-L-L-C at gmail.com. And that's it. I love it. It's enough. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like IG is where it's at. Like now that I've been banned from Facebook, I'm living there. So, <laughs> toodles. <laughs> like, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get back. I got like five more days, and then um, you know, I'll be back. So, anyway, thank you again, Jen. Thanks, Desi. This was wonderful and amazing. Thank you. You are Sending awesome. all the love.